Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Detroit! Welcome to the Three Championship Drive podcast, where we only talk about the Detroit Pistons. Three Championship Drive is brought to you by TheMittenSports.com. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a comment, give us a rating. More importantly, hit that subscribe button. All right, let's get this started. I'm Lance Caparossi, and I'm with Andrew from Everything Pistons. What's up, buddy? Not much. It's a good Sunday. The Lions win. Convincing. Matt Patricia keeps his job another week. We're happy about that, right? Yep. Oh, yeah, six wins. Here we go. Six wins. <laughs> no, I mean, he's not – I could go on and on about Matt Patricia. I'm just glad to see them get a win. That's it. The team looked good. The defense, they played tough. It was against Gardner Minshew in the Jacksonville Jaguars. But that defense, though, they were hitting hard. You could hear the pads, the helmets clashing together. You love to see aggressiveness like that from the defense. In a huge game for rookie running back DeAndre Swift, 100 yards rushing. That hasn't happened since 2013. That's another bright spot. So, good win. Yeah, overall. and we got we got Big Ten football coming back next week, man. It's a, it's a good week for uh, for football fans. Yeah, no, Big Ten's coming back. Michigan versus Minnesota. It's a 7 p.m. I believe it's a 7 p.m. night game, which is nice. I love mm-hmm. that. Um, the beauty of it is Michigan is playing against Minnesota. I'm wearing a Western Michigan sweatshirt. P.J. Fleck, head coach of the University of Minnesota, was Western's head coach, led them to an undefeated season. They lost to Wisconsin and I think the Fiesta Bowl. Great season, though, from P.J. Fleck. I hate to root against him just because, you know, he's from Western Michigan, close ties, loved watching his teams at WMU, but he's going against Michigan. So 0-1 for Minnesota to start the season. Sucks to be a Gophers fan. I like it. All right, let's get into this only Detroit Pistons podcast that we do. NBA right. Finals, the Lakers won in six games. You were right about the Miami Heat getting to the NBA Finals. But was there a part of you that wanted them to win over the Lakers? 
Oh, wholeheartedly. I mean, I, I don't hide my uh, Jimmy Butler fandom. I'm a huge fan of him. I'm a huge fan of the the Heat in general and, and what they bring in their no-nonsense approach. And they've always been a, a defensive first ball club. So uh, those are just indicators of a team that I, I like to see. So, yeah, I, I mean, I love the Heat team. I was not surprised they made it their way to the finals. But I said the Lakers were going to win in five. I was one game off. They won in six. But, I mean, it was just – it was a Cinderella run, but, like, it just – you ran into the big, bad Lakers. Do you really think this Lakers team is as great as the championships suggest? Absolutely. I Absolutely, I do. I, I think the Le- LeBron James and Anthony Davis combo is, is something that is not going to be – defended and I just I can't think of a team out there that has that combination of stars where on any given night one of them can go off and the other can you know just facilitate for for the other one yeah but no I agree they're top heavy like Lakers and the LeBron James and Anthony Davis that's a unique combination it's a deadly duo because they can do a little bit of everything. They're both two great players. But it's the surrounding cast that I didn't really believe in. I mean, I think one of the games in the finals, in order for them to win, Caldwell Pope, I think, only missed like three shots. And that's not always going to happen. The thing about this Lakers team, in order for them to win, LeBron and Anthony Davis, we saw they could play great and they could have huge games and still lose. It's just that the rest of the role players, if they didn't step up, if they didn't have – near perfect games this Lakers team was beatable and it was shown and I don't know I just I I mean yes they're NBA champions and you can't take that away but in terms of them I don't like their chances of repeating based on how the roster stays now and I do think they're honestly kind of one of the weaker championship teams to win the NBA championship in my opinion I just think the 2020 Lakers are just they're just meh for a championship team, even though they have two great players that are at the top. It's just the rest of the role players, you know, have to play perfect in order for them to win. And they did step up, but I just thought this team was – it was very beatable. Um, I, think if the, I think if the pandemic had it happened, there would be a different champion. But that's a different conversation, and it's an impossible one to have. So, But which out of these role players – Gave, sign, gave themselves more money signing with a new team from the Lakers. Who do you think signs a big contract? Hmm. Man. Uh, so I, I'm trying to think out of the three, because there's only three that's opted out, right? KCP, Rajon Rondo, and um, I think there's one more. Yeah, I know it's those two. Let me look it up. But hold, out of those two, who do you think gets the bigger contract? KCP or Rajon? I think – I think KCP, because he has more upside than Rajon Rondo, we know what we're getting with Rondo and the way the league is going towards these these point guards that have to score and score and score, where yeah. Rondo is more of a throwback, true Chris Paul-type point guard. So I think you're going to throw more money at a streaky shooter in KCP than you would a true point guard in Rajon Rondo. 
I think it's going to be KCP as well. He's kind of been waiting for that big payday ever since he left Detroit. But, okay, it was also, no, Dwight Howard and Markeith Morris are also free agents this year. Now, but out of okay. two that have opted out. Now, I, I do think Dwight Howard is going to opt out and then just sign a new deal with the Lakers. Uh, I think he deserves that. And with him in that group, I think he may sign for more than KCP. So I think KCP, you kind of, if he continues to work on that jump shot, because there were videos over the offseason of him working on his jump shot that kind of continued in the season. I think he has a better chance of getting it. But I think Dwight Howard has shown that he has another two two years left at being that perfect rim-rolling center that can still get you points, can still rebound, and can still protect the rim at a high level. I think Dwight Howard gets more money up front than KCP, but I think KCP gets the longer contract of the three. And I don't think Rajon – I think Rajon Rondo – just continues to sign these minimum con- one-year contracts with different teams to kind of just collect some money. They might be like a pay raise, but I don't think he signs long-term deals. I think he signs one-year deals. So I don't think Rondo gets it. KCP has a chance, but I still don't think KCP gets more than $10 million a year, but which is still more than what he's getting now. But I think it's going to be Dwight Howard that signs for ultimately the more money, but over a shorter contract. So Dwight, KCP, Rajon, and and who uh, who was my fourth? Well, Anthony Davis opted out, but we oh, know he's right, resigning. Right. So we're just going with those three. So with those three, who would you want to see? Because there will be a Lakers player on this Pistons team at the start of next year, but it's not going to be one of these three. But for sake of argument, out of those three, who would you like to see in a Pistons uniform with this current roster? Oh, man. So, we have a lot of shooters on the team, and I feel like they need a point guard that can really distribute the ball at a high level and kind of run the offense. So, I like Rajon Rondo. But, man, I really love – I would really love a three-headed mantra of Blake, Dwight Howard, and Christian Wood up front and just being able to use those three in some type of combination with each other. So it would be Dwight Howard and Rashawn Rondo. Those are my two that I would love to see in a Lakers uniform next season. Pistons uniform, my bad. But you know what? If we draft a point guard, I go Rashawn Rondo. So I think another veteran presence is there that could help out. Hmm. No, I'm going to go Rashawn Rondo. I like Dwight Howard, but I'm going to go with John Rondo. I think he could either – you could plug him in as the starter and he can run point with whoever wants to – whoever it is, Luke Kennard, Bruce Brown, Svee, Tony Snell, and he's going to have them playing at a higher level. So I'm, Or you could have him in the second unit and he could really run that bench unit. So I would like to see John Rondo in a Pistons uniform. What about you? So I – thought that that was going to be kind of a dumb question because I was thinking, all right, just like you, we don't need KCP. We got shooters. All right. We don't need another veteran point guard because we have Derrick Rose. So I thought that throws Rajon Rondo right out the window. And I was going to go with Dwight Howard as well. 
Dwight Howard has really rejuvenated his career. I mean, before signing with the Lakers, he signed for, what, $12 an hour plus tips? And then yeah. he got incentives, you know, he went up to $15 after 90 days and he got his, uh, you know, three month review. Um, but he has just rejuvenated his career and played really meaningful minutes and helped this Lakers team. So yeah, my vote would go strictly to Dwight Howard. So I think I know where you're heading with this. So we can move on, get ready, get ready to talk more about the Pistons. You kind of segued this in. Rumor is Derrick Rose more likely to go to the Los Angeles Lakers this offseason than he was during the regular season. How much do you like that move or do you hate that move for the Pistons? So I haven't posted anything about it because I wanted to come out on the podcast first. I am the conductor of D Rose to LA train. Okay. Listen, it, it, it has nothing to do with, you know, my love for Derrick Rose or, or anything like that. I just want to see him win a championship. And I think LA puts him in the best position. The type of Derrick Rose or the type of player Derrick Rose is will fit like, you know, plug and play in LA with, with Anthony Davis and LeBron James and what he brings. And we were almost, almost there last season in, in trading him to LA. Now, what got hung up was Detroit wanted Kyle Kuzma in the deal. At the time, the Lakers front office really wanted Kyle Kuzma to develop into that third player option behind LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Now, as we saw over this bubble, Kyle Kuzma's production went down, 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 down. And the Lakers front office isn't looking at him as that third option now. So the Lakers aren't, having Kyle Kuzma in their plans going forward. That's the only reason D Rose wasn't in LA last year. Multiple GMs have said that the, the trade is more likely to happen. So I, I just, I, I can see it happening. I want Derek Rose to go win a ring and play high level basketball again in his career before he's done. Okay. So Derek Rose, you're the conductor of the train. Is Kyle Kuzma enough to get Derrick Rose in Los Angeles. And do the Pistons fans accept Kyle Kuzma on the Pistons? I, I think I think they do. I mean, he's a, he's a Flint product. So he, he's born, bred, and raised here. So he, he, he comes home. He instantly becomes the star with you – know, or not maybe not the star, but that, that spark off the bench or even inserted into the starting lineups. He's got a young cast of players around him. And, you know, as Detroit fans, we don't expect anything next year. We don't expect to, to go to the playoffs and beat Brooklyn in a 1-8 in a matchup because that's most likely what will happen. So there's no expectations. Kyle Kuzma can come in, get settled, learn his teammates, and continue to, to build on what we have going in Detroit. I kind of like, but – I like Kyle Kuzma. I think he's a good player. He has length. He's tall. Like, he knows how to score. I think he's one of those players that he's good at cutting to the basket when he's playing off the ball, but he's really a kind of the guy you want to have the ball in, your hand, in his hands in order for him to be most effective. Like, he needs to get his shot going. Once he hits a few baskets, he plays with more energy. I like it. 
I just don't know, like, what his real role would be in Detroit, you know? Like, I know that Derrick Rose was kind of the sixth man, bringing that energy off the bench, but he was a little bit older, you know? And, and that was fine. That's the role that Derrick Rose came into play. He's a little bit older of a point guard. His prime is in his past. The MVP years are in his past. But Kyle Kuzma, it's just kind of like, if all I'm getting is what he gave the Lakers this year, I might I, I I mean I need to get more out of it. I need to get either a couple seconds or a first. Like I need to get some future picks along with Derrick Rose. This is the opportunity for Troy Weaver to start accumulating assets as the Detroit Pistons manager. Like if he's just looking for a straight up trade, I would have to get more. I, and I think there might be more on the table. But I'm looking at the Lakers roster. There's not really any other young players that I'm actually interested in from Matt this Russo? team. I mean, I kind of think he is what he is. You know, I just think he's a high-energy defensive point guard, which and, I and like. I, I think you're valuing that D- Derrick Rose in a trade too highly. And I know some Pistons fans are going to go crazy with me, but Derrick Rose – all the injuries still come into factor when you're talking about a trade, all the injuries, his age, his, you know, his career is what two years left three at most. So I I can't really see a team mortgaging a a first round pick for Derek Rose, plus another young player like Kuzma. Now, if Troy Weaver can get it done, that would be great. You know, is Derrick Rose worth it? Yes. But with the injury history and the fact that he might not be what he was next year, what he was last year, I think there's just too many unknowns with Derrick Rose in the trade market. I mean, if I'm getting Kyle Kuzma that averaged 18 points a game and five rebounds like he did two seasons ago, I'm all for it, but I just don't know. Like, Kyle Kuzma fell off. Like, he went from 18 to 12, and it's not a huge drop-off. I understand his role was kind of diminished coming off the bench a little bit. Kind of. Anthony Davis took everything from him. I I mean, yeah, I would love to, and I didn't really think about it till now, but I'd love to look at his usage rate in 2018 versus this past run. No, and I and I mean I, and I get that. And like again, I'm not saying I don't like Kyle Kuzma. I do like the dude is six foot nine, I believe, and he plays. He can play both forward positions. Like that's perfect for today's NBA. And I think you could even use him as a small ball four to expand the floor a little bit, along with Christian Wood or Blake Griffin or whoever else you want to put him out there with. But so his usage rate went from 23 to 22, from 18 to 19. All right. Well, then never mind. Kyle Kuzma sucks and <laughs> <laughs> he's trash. He's washed up. Whatever. No, I see. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not. But... No, absolutely. Absolutely. I am. I think Kyle Kuzma on Detroit, where his usage rate in Detroit is going to go way up than what it is on the Lakers with that star studded cast. He's going to get more options. He's going to be looked at as one of the number one, two, or three options when he's on the floor. You know, so I think Kyle Kuzma in Detroit would be a a good thing for both sides. I think the trade of sending Derrick Rose to L.A. is mutual on 
everybody's best interest. Derrick Rose's career, the Detroit Pistons, you know, retooling, rebuilding, whatever you want to call it. And the Lakers, you know, win now mode with LeBron James career, you know, coming to a close and they have Anthony Davis and all these high money contracts. They're going to want to go after another two or, you know, maybe another championship or two. Well, see, you said option one, two, or three when he's on the floor. And that's kind of what the Lakers were hoping for. They said they'd bring him off the bench. He can be that third scorer when Anthony Davis or LeBron James are on the floor. And he just, he just didn't do it. And I don't know if it was, maybe they were putting him in the wrong spot. Maybe they were trying to get him to play more off the ball. Like, I don't know what you need to do to get Kyle Kuzma in check. But out of all the rookies they've had on that team, the young guys, he was the one they kept over for a reason, which I still think is a good sign. But also at the same time, he's been given opportunity. He's been given a chance to improve his game. And he kind of – he fell off a bit. And I just don't want the Pistons to get – I don't want the Pistons to fall in love with a player that is just so hot and cold and invest too much money into him. But I get it. I mean, Derrick Rose on this team, we're not doing anything anyway. Kyle Kuzma, he's still young. He's going to come to a team where he can develop a little bit more. And, I mean, all the signs are pointing up, and I think that's probably what happens. But I think right now if there are teams that want Derrick Rose, you try to get more than just Kyle Kuzma for him. So Kyle Kuzma in Detroit, his career, better or worse than KCP's? Well, that would be tough. You got to (laughs) – I think Kyle Kuzma would have a better – a better career just because he's more developed than KCP was. KCP came in as a pretty raw defender with a pretty inconsistent jumper. And, you know, again, but I think if you were to bring Kyle Kuzma along and still have him develop under Dwayne Casey and maybe just play a little bit more to his strengths, everything would be all right. So I'm going to go Kyle Kuzma, even though he's not even in Detroit. But I think if he gets to Detroit with Dwayne Casey coming in with a little bit more – redefined skill set than KCP, he'd have a better three years than KCP did. But I still love right KCP's there. time. I'm right there with you. I agree. All right, so Christian Wood, on Reddit, there was a video posted of him scribbinging with Clay Thompson out in California. Good news, bad news for Pistons fans? Uh, good news. And I'm going good news for the simple fact that Christian Wood is on the basketball floor playing with basketball players, playing high-level pickup ball. Um, Players train with with other players every offseason. You know, vets train young players, Hall of Famers train uh, rookies. So these guys all get together in the offseason. They're all friends for the most part. So I'm not reading too much into it. Now, if Christian Wood can maybe talk some game to Clay and convince him to come over with Kuzma, and, you know, we might be building something here in Detroit, and that would be great. But other than that, no, I'm not going to read too much into it. So I think it's good news for that reason, too, that Christian Wood's out there playing with other NBA players, training. The dude is constantly working on his game, which – I love to see as a Pistons fan, but also I'm a little nervous because we've talked before on earlier podcast that 
Christian Wood, we just we, he's kind of a harder player to identify. Is it the money that motivates him? Is it playing basketball that motivates him? Is it being a great player motivated? We, like, we don't know. We don't know too much about Christian Wood. So why I say it's bad news is I think this dude is – because from what I've seen, it almost seems like the money aspect comes first and then the winning then being the great player and everything like that. That's just my two cents. I have nothing to base that off of other than just pure speculation, but it seems like he is more motivated by the money than anything else, like the lifestyle of being in the NBA. And when you're in his position, when you're a young guy where teams don't know too much about you, you kind of want to get set up with a team where you can showcase your abilities a little bit more while still getting paid. Now, we already saw that the market for Christian Wood is around $9 million. Like, that yep. is it. So if I were him, which would be a great life, um, I would probably opt to go to the Warriors for the $9 million on a short deal because I know going to the Warriors, one, I'm going to be on a ton of nationally televised games. I'm going to be able to get to be seen. There's always going to be people in attendance, whether it's coaches or scouts, analyzing and breaking down my game. So if I'm him, I'm going to the Warriors. I get more exposure to sign that next big contract than I would with the Detroit Pistons, where, you know, maybe people don't catch my games that often. Or maybe pe- maybe there's less attendance in there for people watching me. So my question is, do you trade – do you do a sign-and-trade with Christian Wood to the Warriors for the number two overall pick, whatever else they got to throw in? Christian Wood would not – be Christian Wood of the Detroit Pistons on next year's Warriors. Um, I am complete opposite of you. I think Christian Wood going to the Warriors would be a horrible move for his career. His play is going to get washed out by Curry and Clay Thompson. And because Curry is going to get his looks first and foremost, Clay Thompson is, is second and Draymond Green is going to be third. And, I don't know if Clay, if Christian Wood cracks that starting five that they got over in in um, Golden State, but I'd assume he's coming off the bench. So I don't think that'd be a smart move for his career. I think the smartest move would be probably take the twelve million that Detroit's probably going to throw at him. I know the market's nine. You pay him twelve for what he's done last year as a thank you, and going forward. And you kind of hope that he remembers that next contract time. Hey, my market was nine, but this team paid me 12. They care about their players. I want to play here in Detroit, and I'm going to try to get some guys to come around me and build with me. That's how teams get built, by taking care of your players first. So, yes, let's overpay Christian Wood a little bit, sign him for four years, and let's just see what he grows into. See, I disagree. I think Christian Wood starts with the Warriors – I think he starts up front with Draymond Green. I think they're the five and the four with probably Andrew Wiggins at the three and then Clay and Steph obviously in the backcourt. And I think playing with Steph Curry and Clay and Draymond Green, I think that only opens up his game. Because if you're the defense, are you more worried about Christian Wood than you are Steph or Clay Thompson? No, no, but is Christian Wood going to touch the ball more than Steph and Clay Thompson? The way their offenses ran, I think he would probably get just as many touches. I think he would still be a 20-point scorer in Golden State. 
because he's always going to be rolling to the rim. There's going to be a lot of freedom around that middle, just the way they play. They play at a faster pace. I just think he'd get – I think he'd be all right. I think the rebounding number I – think, I think the scoring would still be there, but I think, like, the rebounding and everything else, I think those numbers would take a dip because I think they're going to ask him to do a little bit more on offense than, you know, than just the overall everything else. But anyways, I think Christian would be – I think he'd be amazing – in Golden State. But back to my question. Do you, let's just say he's willing – like, let's just say Christian was like, dude, I'm gone. I'm not going to sign in Detroit. I'm willing to do a sign-in trade. Are you are you okay with the sign-in trade to Golden State for the number two overall pick and whoever else they have to throw in? Mm. No, I, I still don't think I'm okay with that. Uh, I just – I don't think anybody out of this draft is, is worth – what Christian's wood ceiling could be. I think you lock him down in Detroit for, for the four years and, and whatever pretty much he wants within reason and build around him the way that you should have around Andre Drummond. I don't know. I think I like Christian wood. I, I love Christian wood. I think if he stays in Detroit, he's going to be a very good player. But I think if there's any hint of him wanting to be out, you try to work on a sign and trade. And if well, he's yeah. already, and if he's already familiar, because he he did pre, I mean, he was part of that Warriors organization for a short period, like a year or two before he came over to Detroit. I just think he's a California guy, wants to play on the West Coast, and I think the Warriors kind of give him the best. They give him the best opportunity to continue to showcase his ability and grow as a player. I could see them making that trade, though, for the number two overall pick. Warriors, if they can trade it, they will. If they don't, they'll hold on to it and try to draft a seven-foot athletic center. But if I'm the Pistons, I and if I have any doubt that Christian Wood doesn't want to be here, I start calling teams and seeing what I got to do to make a sign-and-trade work. Well, let's get into this. Uh, speaking of West Coast basketball, Chauncey Billups got a coaching gig out in Los Angeles. You think he, how soon do you think he becomes a head coach in the NBA? Uh, if he becomes a head coach, I think it's still at least if I have to put a number on it, three to five years away. Um, I think starting out as an assistant coach is the best possible lane for Chauncey Billups to get into coaching. Um, I don't think him starting out at like a, as like a developmental coach would be kind of the role for him. I think the assistant coach's spot is, is good for him and what he can bring to a team. Um, but I do think it's still a few years out before Chauncey gets his head coaching gig if he gets one. Did you ever, did you ever like when you were watching him and when he retired, did you think coaching or general manager was in his future? No. I, I mean, I never really thought about it. But, I mean, you see a lot of these guys kind of go into uh, broadcasting and now in the last couple of years, like uh, podcasting as well. Uh, a lot of NBA players are, are into podcasting, whether it's uh, J.J. Redick or, you know, a, a few of those guys. But – so a lot of them go into kind of the the media outlet after they retire. Um, but 
coaching, I mean, we've seen a few, uh, especially in Detroit. Rashid was a, an assistant coach for, for a little bit for us. Uh, a few other ex-players have been on the coaching staffs for, for Detroit, but it's, it's a little bit more uncommon. Yeah, but it's specifically Chauncey Billups. Like, you knew he was always going to be in the realm of basketball. I didn't expect him to be a broadcaster or analyst at all. I did not see that in his future. I kind of thought coaching, because the way – I remember him just, like, dribbling the ball and, like, pointing his finger to where guys were supposed to go. Like, you knew he understood the game at a really high level. But if I had to make – if I was to make a bet back in the day of where Chauncey ran up – I thought he would go the route of Joe Dumars, ex-player turned general manager, building a championship team behind the scenes. That's what I felt. Like, this whole coaching thing for him, even though I said, like, you could kind of see it, I really didn't expect it, though. I didn't expect him to be on the bench of an NBA team coaching a team. I thought maybe what you were saying, like, I mean, you said you didn't see him as a development coach, but, like, I kind of thought him in that realm, just like, you know, just developing for a little while, maybe doing, maybe trying it early on his career to stay in shape and get out of it. But I thought ultimately his goal was to sit in the general manager's spot and to lead a team from behind the scenes. So I don't know. That was, that's what I thought. Like I'd never really expected him to be this late in his post-retirement to be on the bench as a coach. I thought it would happen earlier. And then I thought he'd say, fuck it. I hate it. I'm going to go work behind the scenes. I mean, I did. Like, didn't, doesn't he seem like he wasn't really, like, out there as a player so much? Like, you just kind of thought, like, all right, he sees the game a little bit differently. Once he retires, they're going to give him that nice little office job where whatever it is, and then he's going to eventually going to take over the team from Joe Dumars. That's what I thought the plan was. I got you. I'm with you. I mean, definitely Chauncey Billups was the orchestrator of that team. He, he ran the offense to the T. It was the way he wanted it set up. So I, I definitely could have saw him working with, you know, point guards. I, I, and I don't mean for a specific team. I mean, you know, one-on-one sessions. Uh, a young player like Trey Burke seeks out Chauncey Billups and works with him on, in the offseason or, yeah. or something like that. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. It's good for Chauncey. I, I really hope it works out for him. And I'm excited to see what he can bring to that team. Yeah, I'm excited to see how his coaching career turns out. I don't – if I'm a betting man, which I kind of – which I am, not even kind of, which I am, I don't think it turns out great. I don't think he ends up becoming a head coach. I think, if anything, if he continues down the coaching the coaching ranks, he ends up like Sam Cassell, always sitting on the sidelines with the clipboard – never truly getting his opportunity. But I do think if Chauncey were to cross over and work in the office and try to be a general manager, he has a great mind for the game. I think that would go more smoothly for him than as a coach. I just don't think he's a coach. But, like, I'm with you. I think seeing him as a development coach, working out with the offseason, even though I know you said you weren't, you didn't really see him that way, but, like, I think we both ultimately kind of could seen him work with like younger point guards or some veterans to kind of understand the game a little bit more. I could have seen him doing that, but as sitting on an NBA bench, potentially leading a team, I don't see it. All right. These are our closing thoughts. Do you have any final thoughts on today's show or anything that you want to share with me at all? All right. So final thoughts. Uh, what, 
what number is Kyle Kuzma going to wear in Detroit? Oh, my gosh. You know um, – And will you buy his jersey? Okay, so – ooh, that's a good question, too. If he wears number nine, I will buy his jersey. Specifically nine. I don't know why. Kyle Kuzma, I feel like if he had a no- – how many players do you see with the number nine? I, that is a weird one. I would love to see Kyle Kuzma number nine. I think he wears number zero right now. Uh, yeah, I, I like the zero and I like the double zero. I mean, I like, I like the double zero as well. I like the zero because the zero reminds me of Gilbert Arenas and what yep. he was doing in the NBA. So I always associate that number with him. If Kyle Kuzma can come in and put up some numbers like Gilbert Arenas in Detroit, I'll buy myself a jersey and I'll buy you a Kyle Kuzma. We'll be twinning at games when you're back in Michigan. I, I love it. Well, I, I hope I get it faster than other things I get from you. Wow. <laughs> Just send me your address. I'll send it out. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, that's the podcast. Thank you for listening to 3 Championship Drive. Check out every episode we've ever done on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a comment. Give us a rating. More importantly, hit that subscribe button. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.